This week, we recap Ozark, Arkansas, the southeastern corner of the Ozark National Forest. We visited Mount Magazine and Fort Smith and took a scenic drive and did some hikes. Plus, we have some items from our annual holiday gift guide. We talk about Winnebago's crazy new offering and a whole lot more. This is the RV Miles Podcast. RV Miles is brought to you by L.L. Bean. L.L. Bean is a proud partner of the National Park Foundation, and you can help them support the parks by shopping their limited edition National Park Collection. Every time you purchase products from the National Park Collection, which includes totes, shirts, hats, patches, and more, you're helping to protect, restore, and improve parks throughout the U.S. Search National Park Collection at LLBean.com and be an outsider with L.L. Bean. Episode 171 of the RV Miles Podcast. I'm Jason. And I'm Abby. And we are two full-time travelers who, along with our boys, Jack, Ethan, and Henry, are crisscrossing North America on one epic road trip. Each week, we talk all things RV and outdoors, from camping destinations to gear, industry news, our national parks, and a whole lot more. Uh, we We are hunkering down for the rest of the year. We are stationary for the next two months. Yes, we are. We made the decision um, in concert with uh, my parents to come and shelter in place here as the winter season kicks in and things are getting a little bit more questionable again. And we decided, uh, you know, the first time the big wave hit in the spring, we were really fortunate to be in Verde Ranch and to be somewhere where uh, we could do a monthly rental. And we had some stuff coming up where we weren't feeling like that was going to be as smooth of a transition if things started to shut down again. So we have just decided to, hey, we're going to give Ranger Gandalf Traley II a rest. Yeah. Put a little pink stuff in there. Sent off to storage and said, you know what? We're going to take our crazy out of here for a little bit. You just chill. So we did go through and winterize. The, the, you know what? Winterizing is not hard. It really is not. Did not take long at all to winterize the water system. The hard part is moving out of our Winter- trailer. <laughs> winterizing <laughs> is not hard for Jason. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's not, Jason- I meant winterizing the water system. <laughs> Jason dumped some pink stuff into some drains. And then I spent the next four hours moving us out of the trailer. So, you know, I think it really depends on the roles you're given. Next time I'm doing the pink stuff, hey, you're doing the organizing. I had to remove the propane tanks and the batteries hey, as fair well. Enough. Yeah. That Woo. took me like a whole 15 minutes. Had to sit in the truck the whole time I was dealing with public storage for like oh, two hours. Oh, boy. <laughs> So it's been really hard for you. And I appreciate all the hard work you've done to get us moved out of the trailer. I'm glad to help. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. You're here. <laughs> You're here all year, everybody. <laughs> so it is the holiday season. And every year we do an annual holiday gift guide. And this year we're doing something a little bit different. Normally we would do a big 
holiday gift guide episode of the podcast. Instead, we're going to highlight a few items from the gift guide every week for the next few weeks. Uh, so we're going to start today with two of our favorites. We picked one for each of us yes, so that we each have something to show you. And then you can get a little bit uh, a taste of the gift guide every week. But you can also check out the gift guide over on the RV Miles website. And we're also going to be continuing to add stuff to it over the next few weeks as well. So if you go check it today when you listen, come check back later because we might have more on it. And there's something for everybody there. Yeah, I'm really excited about doing it this way this year. And it was sort of born out of the fact that we really had a lot of things we were excited about. And that was going to turn into this three hour podcast marathon. And that just sounded so boring to me. I mean, I love checking out new gear. I love talking about it. I love our holiday gift guides. I find the episode, though, of talking about these things for 45 minutes to be so draining. She complains I, every time. <laughs> every year. It's my favorite episode, but. It's his favorite episode. It's my least favorite episode. <laughs> so we are attempting to split the difference this year. And also just to recognize we all don't just shop like two days out of the year, yeah. you know, and things are always changing. And so this is exciting. So we're going to dive into it now and talk about what I think are so classic Jason and Abby kick off the gear guide gifts. So do you want to go first? Sure, sure. Okay. So last year I bought an absolutely terrible pair of binoculars. They were cheap, uh, but they were, you know, a Black Friday deal. Got that, that deal. You know, it's like 25 bucks. Being somebody who, you know, dabbles a bit in photography, I should have known better that good glass is really important to photography. It's the same thing with binoculars. And those those binoculars did not last us because now, after using them just a few times over the course of the year, their lenses are all messed up. They don't see straight, anything like that. Nobody could ever find what they were <laughs> looking for either. They would put them up to their eyes and then they their heads would just go everywhere because they, could, they couldn't focus in. So I'm hopeful. <laughs> so now we these. have a replacement. We have real legit binoculars from Bushnell. These are the PowerView 2 10 by 50 and the difference it makes when you open these up and look through them compared to the old ones is astounding. They're about 60 bucks worth every penny. And I feel like they're really going to last us a long time. Yeah. And, you know, they're actually lighter. Yeah, they're lighter. Than the other ones yeah. that we have owned, which I bit. was, yes, quite a bit lighter. And the case is so nice that they came in as well. A really interesting fact is that they're factory where they manufacture these is in my parents hometown where we are right now which is crazy to me to think that these amazing binoculars are being made right here in a good old suburb of Kansas City Missouri I've always wanted a legitimate pair of Bushnell binoculars yeah and now we have them so check them out I think this is a really great gift for anybody that is an outdoors person likes to go bird watching likes to head out into national parks likes to go see wildlife but isn't hauling a camera with a giant long lens you want to you want to find the wildlife out there and not have your face buried in the back <laughs> of a camera uh, like Abby <laughs> uh, they're also good for photographers too because you, if you're like you're Yellowstone and you're looking for wolves or something you use the binoculars to find them mm -hmm. and then you get the camera out and point them at it. I I love a good pair of binoculars and now we have some 
and they retail for $64.99. We will have a link in the show notes and also a link to our ever-evolving holiday 2020 holiday gift guide. Okay, let's move on to what might be one of my most favorite pieces of gear that has come across my table this year, and that is Planetary Designs Overlander French Press. I am so excited for this. A few weeks or a few months ago, there was a really extensive conversation in the RV Miles Facebook group about how we make coffee in the RV. And the one thing I have been looking for is for when we're boondocking, when we are not hooked up to power and I can't use my drip coffee maker because that is my standard coffee maker. I didn't want a French press though that was going to have that glass case. I didn't want to worry about something like that. So a few of the really cool features about it, it has a durable vacuum insulated stainless steel shell, spill proof locking lid, integrated removable bottom. That is the biggest deal. Okay, so when you get done making your pot of coffee, it's 24 ounces what I'm holding here. What you do is the bottom unscrews. Okay, it's going to come off. And all your coffee grounds are going to be at the bottom. You do not have to bring the stopper back up. You don't have to take the lid off. It is so easy now to dispose of the coffee grounds. Yeah, because you don't want to put your coffee grounds down the drain. Uh, So it's nice to be able to wipe them out right out of there and scoop them into the trash. And you can drink out of it, right? So you can... You can uh, brew your coffee, push the French press plunger down, and then drink out of it right there with the coffee grounds still inside it and everything without having to worry about having separate coffee mugs. I'm so thrilled about it, too, because it's also got what they call their brew stop technology, which is just the way the plunger is. It's this barrier technology that they've created that really creates this seal to make sure that your coffee grounds do not integrate back in with your coffee because that can sometimes be a problem with French presses. This also, I should say, has a locking lid. This is going to pop up and you can drink directly from the French press or you can pour it into these super cute little cups. They also make that match the French press. I have the one in blue. And again, it's just, it's designed for being outdoors. The French press itself is $50. That's a fantastic price for this. Like if you can't hear the excitement in my voice, I do not know. <laughs> I mean, I I have really truly been looking for something that wasn't going to break the bank and that was also going to be realistic to our lifestyle. I mean, nice durable bottom, rubber bottom. Like, and it's going to keep your coffee warm too. Yes, because, yeah. you know, I think for anyone that's been listening long enough, they know that if my coffee is not near scalding, it's just not hot enough. If so, mine isn't lukewarm, it's too hot. <laughs> yeah. So this is beautiful. This is why when I get up in the morning and I make coffee and then Jason doesn't show up for about two hours later, his is at the perfect temperature. I've already enjoyed mine. So this is a great gift for anyone you know that is looking to up their coffee game when they are boondocking or tent camping. And we, again, will link to this in the show notes at rvmiles.com slash 171. So our question of the week to you is what is on your camping gift list for this year? Let us know in the comments on the YouTube video of this podcast or over in the post of the podcast on the Facebook group. And it's also time for our ask of the week where we ask you to do something little to help us out. If you are so inclined this week, we're asking you to join us over on Monday Night Live. Most Mondays, we do a live stream video 
on Facebook and YouTube at the same time, simulcast oh. in full HD. Not really full HD, but sometimes it's sometimes it's like 12p. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sometimes it should just be audio. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, you can join us every Monday night over on the Our Wandering Family Facebook page. You can find it on the RV Miles Facebook page, or you can find it on the RV Miles YouTube channel. And it happens at what time? You ask me this I get every the time week. Zone, I love the time it. zones are a challenge for me. I know. <laughs> We've been in so many this year. So it happens at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, 8 Eastern, 6 Mountain, 5 Pacific. And we would love for you to come over. We try to have a topic that sort of gets us all going. And then we sort of just branch off from there. We love when you ask questions. Sometimes we ask you questions. There's just a lot of back and forth. And it is a really, really good time. There's some very, very nice people that show up to chat and enjoy this lifestyle every Monday with us. Okay, let's take a break. And when we come back, we'll have the answer to last week's brain teaser. And we're going to talk about our time in Arkansas. Be right back. Fall is here, so it's time to start thinking about prepping for the winter off-season. Whether you own an RV, a travel trailer, or a camper, EmpireCovers.com is here to help protect all your vehicles against Mother Nature. EmpireCovers.com offers high-quality, affordable covers that are engineered to protect. Every cover comes with a free multi-year warranty to guarantee that it remains durable over time. RV Miles listeners can receive free shipping, plus an extra 15% off their entire order. Visit EmpireCovers.com slash RVMiles or use promo code RVMiles at checkout. EmpireCovers.com. Protect what you love. Give the gift of a Pelican cooler this year. Whether you're shopping for an Appalachian Trail hiker, fly fishing angler, or gear junkie camper, you'll find the perfect gift on EliteCooler.com. Check out the 100% Made in America hard-sided Pelican Elite coolers, the tough and versatile Day Venture soft coolers, or the double-walled stainless steel Pelican drinkware. No matter what your price point is, you'll find an excellent gift. Even better, you can save 20% off during the Black Friday sale at EliteCooler.com, going on until December 2nd. It's time for the answer to last week's brain teaser, which went like this. A trout's tail weighs 8 pounds. Its head weighs as much as the tail and one half of the body combined. And the body weighs as much as the head and the tail combined. What does the whole trout weigh? So we've got three sections. We've got the tail, the body, and the head. The answer is 64 pounds. The head must weigh 24 pounds. The body weighs 32 pounds. And the tail weighs 8 pounds. That's a big fish. <laughs> we'll have a new brain teaser later on in the show. It's time to talk about Ozark, Arkansas. From our first month on the road, uh, where we visited Arkansas for the first time, we have always really thought, Arkansas is one of those states that you don't want to sleep on. It is a state that is uh, it is secretly gorgeous and people forget about a lot. Um, it's not a people gem. that have been there for sure. It's a hidden gem. Yeah. And, uh, and we lucked out to be able to visit Arkansas right at the, the peak leaf peeping <laughs> season. My least favorite word on earth, leaf peeping season. And uh, and we stayed in the town of Ozark, Arkansas, which is on the southeast corner of the Ozark National Forest. I think their slogan is where it all begins. Yes. It's the beginning of the Ozark National Forest. 
And so the town of Ozark was sort of our little base camp. The, the town itself, nothing really too special at all. But we were in Ozark because we stayed at the Ox Ark Recreation Area, an Army Corps of Engineers campground, which is right on the Arkansas River near a dam. And uh, the town, so the town itself is, isn't incredible, but it's a really great little campground that we stayed at for, for two weeks and had an excellent time. We had the very last site on the end uh, which was massive. We scored with this site. It was huge. It was private. It was quiet. We loved it. One of my favorite sites ever. Yeah. And if you, if you happen to want to check out this campground, it is one long road that we talked about last week is three quarters of a mile long or so. And with campsites on either side of it and the campsites on the one side, on the north side, are all on, right on the river and you have river access on every one of them. And they're Y-shaped too. So you're sharing a driveway to get into the spot and then it's going to Y and each spot is going to go its own way. And again, that's another reason why we just lucked out with this site because we had no one, you know, coming in to share any sort of space with us. And the two weeks that we were there, I think only twice did we have neighbors sharing the other side, you know, our driver side, if you will, of the trailer? And so we really did feel really contained. And plus, across from us, there were also no campsites. So most of the time, it just felt like we were just there by ourselves in this little camp area. It's a great site. If you find yourself at that campground, we highly recommend that site. I have to jump back, though, and say that I actually really liked Ozark. I thought it was a very charming little river town. And I think, you know, when we say things like nothing special or it is well, what I, I guess I should say, I didn't spend any time in the town uh, because you're the one that runs out and yeah. gets provi provisions and stuff. So I all the most uh, interaction I had with those Ar Arkansas was driving to the pizza hut and parking yeah. outside of it <laughs> so they could deliver my pizza to my car. Yeah. Now I will say that I think Really, if these were different times and everything had been open and we were able to walk through the downtown and all of that, we would have felt a little bit differently about the town. It's just that we didn't have an opportunity to explore it because that's just not something we're doing right now. Their Walmart is the smallest Walmart. Like, it's yeah, it, so when tiny. When you go to Arkansas, you'll often run into some of the original Walmarts. And yes. I think this is one of them. Yeah. And they have one grocery store, but everything's really, really convenient. You just go over the bridge and then you're there into the city. I was at the grocery store within 10 minutes. It's convenient. It makes it easy for you to just hunker down and stay there at the campground. Now, we did take the opportunity to do a few drives, and one that we really enjoyed was we took a drive to Paris, Arkansas, which is kind of along, um, I believe, wine country in this area. There's a wine trail you can take, and I think Paris, Arkansas is part of that. And then Paris, Arkansas is the gateway town to Mount Magazine State Park. Yeah. So on my 40th birthday, which uh, which was very lovely, Abby and the kids took us to uh, Mount Magazine State Park. And on our way there, we stopped in Paris and got some barbecue. So um, good. At a place called Smokin' Taters. I, when you hear that name, you just know the barbecue is going to be good. Here's my, my thing with barbecue. I love barbecue. Sometimes it is just so expensive. Mm -hmm. And usually if it's 
really affordable. It's not very good. And this place was both affordable and very, very good. Yeah. And what was surprising is that we actually really enjoyed the sides at this particular barbecue restaurant, which I think sometimes is another fault of barbecue places. Like the meat is really, really good because that's what they do, right? They have a really special way that they like to do their barbecue. And then the sides are kind of an afterthought, but not here. Yeah. The beans tasted exactly like beans should taste, like barbecue baked beans should taste. And we ate in the back of our pickup truck, which is something we are enjoying more and more. We're, Mm -hmm. We're really starting to like the fact that we can go to some of these restaurants, get takeout, sit in their parking lot in the back of the truck and eat. And I think we're going to do that more even when coronavirus is over. Yeah. And, you know, we did that for my birthday because we were in Sedona. You guys took me to get Thai. We ate on the back of the pickup truck. And then for your birthday, we went and got barbecue. We did the same. I really enjoy the ease of that because sometimes the kids can run around or they can just hang out. It's real chill. I will say I went rogue a little bit at this barbecue place and I got wings Yeah, and they were good. Yeah. And I know you got pulled pork. I got a pulled pork sandwich. Yeah. So if you find yourself near Paris, that's really the only thing we did. They have a very quaint little downtown. They were decorating for Christmas. That was really cute. We didn't get to walk around. We didn't, you know, grab a bottle of wine or anything like that. We got barbecue and we made our way to Mount Magazine State Park, home of Arkansas's tallest mountain. Yeah. And they actually say it's 2,800 feet above sea level. 2,753, I think is like (laughs) the actual, (laughs) I just rounded up to 2,800. And they say it's actually the highest point in the area in several states surrounding, you know, most of the Midwestern states surrounding that area. We were winded. I mean, I was (laughs) like, whoo, I need oxygen. Like when we were up there, it was, (laughs) it was tough. So we (laughs) drove We drove up and this trail that we did is called Signal Hill Trail. It's a 1.8 mile loop trail that is going to take you to the summit. And there's even a little plaque in the ground, a little medallion from the Department of Interior. That's, you know, you're at the top of this mountain. And that trailhead that we started on, you can pick up right by the lodge. And there is a really beautiful, looks fairly new lodge the up lodge there. The lodge is gorgeous. Now, yeah. the, the, there is no, the, so this trail that is the summit of this mountain, there is no view from the summit. It's a no. wooded, wood, you know, 2,800 feet. There's, it's woods. You don't, um, you don't go above tree line. <laughs> but there's okay. a plaque, right? <laughs> right. Uh, and, but from the lodge, this lodge that you park at, at the trailhead is, first of all, it's massive. Um. Uh, but it sits on the side of the mountain overlooking a massive valley. It is a gorgeous view that rivals a lot of the views that you might think of from like Great Smoky Mountains National yep. Park. It's that it really has that sort of vibe to it. So it's it's a it's a beautiful place to I would, you know, if it wasn't coronavirus times, I would eat at that lodge and hang out there a little bit more as well. Yeah, they've Um, got a ton of stuff there, a restaurant, a pool, a hot tub. They've got, you know, cabins Uh, very close to the lodge is also a campground and that's a state park campground. I would be really interested in the future checking that out. You know, this is one thing when people began to learn that we were in Arkansas, just the recommendations for state parks just started rolling in. Arkansians... Arkansians? I have no idea. People who live in Arkansas really, really love their state parks and they're very, very proud of their state. And I can absolutely see why we've had the pleasure now of being near the Ozark 
National Forest. We have been to Buffalo River. We have been to the Hot Springs. And every time we've been in the state, we've really enjoyed it. We just have never been able to do an extensive tour, which hopefully in the next year or two we can do. But this was this was a beautiful state park and mm-hmm. a really and huge, en- really enjoyable afternoon. Great way. I hope for you to have ushered in a new decade. It, welcome. Welcome <laughs> to the decade that I've already been enjoying for a year now. It absolutely was. And the leaves were gorgeous while we were there as well. So the opposite direction from Ozark, we headed over to Fort Smith. Fort Smith is a, is a bit larger town. And it's named after an old army fort named Fort Smith, which is now a national historic site. And And that's specifically why we went. We didn't actually go to uh, tour Fort Smith, the city per se. We went for this National Park Service site. And I'm so glad we did. We were back and forth on whether or not it was a good idea to go. The visitor center is closed, but this is a park that actually has their park video on YouTube. And not all the parks do that. I wish they did, especially now, but that was a great way to be able to watch that before going to the park. Cause that's something we always do first, right to the visitor center, watch the park video, get a feel for what we're going to see and do there and then go out and explore. And so we're just doing that from home and then taking that learning experience out into the park. And Nothing is really open. The visitor center also is part of the courthouse and none of that's available to be seen, but you can walk the grounds. Mm-hmm. And the grounds are along the, along the river. And uh, there we saw some beautiful cranes. Uh, are you the sure I'm they were cranes? Let they were us cranes. These were white cranes. Look, we do not have the best track record it's, when it comes to birding. Okay, somebody so. else told me that's what they <laughs> okay. were. Okay, we, we got okay. that information from someone else. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and you can see the old Fort Smith and then the second Fort Smith footprint. And uh, there are a few old buildings that are still there that you can walk through. It's very humbling in one section because the gallows are still there. Yeah. And you can walk into, essentially, I always feel like I'm walking into an arena almost. Um, you can walk into that space. The platform is there. Um, the rafters are there. Everything is there. That made me very uncomfortable. Um, I, I couldn't stand in there for very long. No, our kids didn't want to go in and that was fine. Um, I went in by myself, like you and that you walked on with the kids and then I went in and, you know, I, I don't use these words a lot, but there was definitely sort of in my mind, an energy shift. And even if some of it wasn't the original structure, sort of like the earth remembers yeah, the ground remembers the ground, you know, absorbs, um, what was happening there yeah, and you can feel it. And, you know, I stayed for as long as I could, but I did stay and, you know, um, not necessarily that the people perhaps that lost their lives in that space were the kindest of people. Obviously uh, something had happened to land them in that spot, but. Well, I'm I'm also (laughs) guessing some, some native Americans that didn't deserve yeah. to die, died there. But. Who knows, right? Like there wasn't a whole lot of extensive information on exactly, you know, who was tried and hanged there. But, um, you know, you do kind of stop and you just, you do kind of have, you 
remember these people a little bit. You are standing on space in which others lost their lives. And then you think about that idea that others stood there to watch. You know, that uh, to me is is so very outside my wheelhouse of anything I would ever want to do. But that was very popular and entertaining, I guess. So Fort Smith, the historic site, is located right in the downtown of Fort Smith and kind of like a, a cool little neighborhood with lots yes. of unique looking restaurants and museums and stuff. Yeah, there were breweries all over there. I mean, there was one literally like a block away from Fort Smith. And if this had, again, I think we've said this like three times, this could be like a drinking game. Every time we say, if this was different times, we would have been going to that brewery for dinner. Another thing about Fort Smith for hopefully the next time we visit is that across the street, there was this old timey looking like town that they had set up that I really wish we could have gone to check out. And then, You're a sucker for old-timey stuff. Oh, man, you give me an old-timey building, and I will give you at least a good hour of my time. Um, then there's also the Fort Smith Museum, which is uh, about the city itself, and that would have a little bit more information about Fort Smith National Historic Site. We met a super cool ranger who was super cool with social distancing and spoke to us for a while, who was really passionate about the fort and actually as a child had been influenced by the fort itself and gone on to become a ranger that protects it and cares for it. And I chatted with him for a little bit, um, picked up the junior ranger books. You know, they're always going to have their station set up outside the visitor center. Um, and the National Park Service has been exceptional about relaying information to people who want to come visit and doing it in a way that's safe and doesn't feel awkward. Yeah. Every time we encounter a ranger, it's almost like they've been doing this type of interacting for decades. They don't, it, it's not weird. And I so appreciate that, that it's just not weird. The final thing that we really did other than hang out at the campground quite a bit for two weeks <laughs> in this area is we took a scenic drive on the pig trail scenic byway. And this begins in the town of Ozark or just outside of it, right off of I-40. And uh, the scenic byway extends along highway 23 for about 19 miles to highway 16. It is got of lots of steep declines and lots of curves and stuff and lots of very small uh, waterfalls from streams. It was really beautiful little scenic drive that we ended at um, at a river on and uh, got out and took some family photos and stuff. It was great because, you know, we get really stir crazy after a while at the campsite and getting being able to get in the truck and then go and take a scenic drive like this is just so needed. And it, every time we do it, it reminds me my sister in law, she calls it taking a drive to nowhere. That's all that they have done with their kids for the last nine months is they just get in the truck, they get in the car and they take a drive to nowhere and then they look for nothing and it's a game. And so I always think of them when we get in the truck and we're like, we have no destination, but we just needed to change our view for like the next hour or so. And so that's what we did like on our last day before um, packing up. We just took a drive to nowhere and ended up finding this scenic byway. And a McDonald's. And a McDonald's. Because <laughs> we wanted barbecue. And both barbecue places we tried to go to were closed. They were closed on Mondays. They, Sundays. Sundays. Sunday, Monday. 
Friday. No, it was like a Tuesday, wasn't nope, it? No, it was a Monday. Sunday, dear. Okay. <laughs> we don't even know what day it is anymore. What month is it? Who knows? It's just one big long day. So that was our time in Ozark, Arkansas, the Ozarks, the state of Arkansas, the whole area. And we really loved it and can't wait to come back. And you know what? Our drive out of there was gorgeous as well. Mm-hmm. Our drive even on the way up to Missouri. Fantastic. Beautiful. Up old Highway 71, as those of us in Missouri know it. <laughs> 49 if you're from anywhere else. All right. Let's take a break and we'll come back with our Fresh Tank Black Tank segment. Be right back. When it comes to RV travel, weather safety is a top priority, which is why the Highway Weather app provides weather forecasts for road trips along every point of your route, adjusted to your time of travel. You can compare forecasts, get recommendations for the best time to head out, get severe weather alerts, add rest stops to long trips, and more. Did I mention all of that is included free in the app? For subscribers, there's a hands-free background feature to automatically alert you to upcoming bad weather. To download the app, visit highwayweather.io today or look for it in your iOS or Android app store. It's time to check the level of our tanks. Abby, what's in your black tank this week? Oh, my black tank. It's a rehash of early 2020 black tank. At our house, we call it TP Gate. People, (laughs) stop buying the toilet paper, okay? (laughs) There's enough toilet paper to share. Like, stop it. <laughs> there was a friend of ours who shared a photo of going to uh, Target. And they had gone to two Targets. And the paper aisle, paper towels, toilet paper, bare, nothing, no TP. They had been looking for a toilet paper for hours. People, my family of five, and I got like little people in this family. We can make a six pack of Scott last for a real long time. Okay. <laughs> we could do this. Let's not take all the toilet paper and the paper towels. And I'm looking at you people who go to Costco because you get like 50 rolls. You don't need more than one. Just one. All you need. One, one pack. Yeah. Like yeah. one of the big packs at Costco yeah. that will get you through to like September of next year. <laughs> I promise. All right. What's in your fresh tank? My fresh tank this week goes to a game that we just played last night called Farkle. Okay. Yes, you heard me right. The game is called Farkle. And mostly why I'm giving this my fresh tank is, A, it's a really fun game. So I really appreciate the fact that my parents went and purchased a bunch of games off Amazon. So that while we're here, we have games we can play and we're really trying to create like a a sense of enjoyment about just constantly being home. And this game, Farkle, just the name alone lent itself to so many beautiful opportunities last night. Like, you know, I think I'd said to you, you're sparkling, not farkling. Like, you know, someone farkled like there. <laughs> it's a dice. It's a, it's dice, a dice game, game. not too dissimilar from Yahtzee. Yeah, it's and it's a lot of fun. It's great for kids. It's great for grownups. Uh, if you're looking for a holiday game or you're just bored and want a new game, this is really easy to learn. It's a lot of fun to play. But just being able to say, oh, you farkled like and, that. <laughs> and as a matter of fact, if you have six die, six dice. Dice, die. Dice. They Wait, say dice. You, yeah, well, it's dice plural, but when I say six, if you have six, if you have six dice, <laughs> uh, you can play this. You don't have to go buy the game. You can no. just you can just play it with them. You can look up the rules online. Yeah. Just, you know, you have to make sure that um, you use the word farkle. 
that's really the whole point of the game is just to be able to say Farkle. So that gets my fresh tank this week. Uh, go out and get it if you're looking for a new game. All right. All right, Jay. What is in your black tank? Uh, my black tank right now is people that don't pick up after their dogs. Ooh, what is going on in this neighborhood? And then somebody, then it just sits on a sidewalk until oh my till gosh. when? Till somebody oh. takes care of it, till it disappears, till an animal eats it. I don't know. Yeah. So Jason and I have tried to find a new walking pattern in a suburban neighborhood. And I'm gonna bring a shovel with me next we time. We have to dodge dog bombs. <laughs> All over the sidewalk. Like, come on, people. What is going on here? Those are big dogs, too. Yeah. Not good. At least judging from the size. Oh, all yeah. right. Yeah. Farkle. Moving on. <laughs> all right. What is your fresh tank? <laughs> uh, my fresh tank is the new Winnebago Echo Motor Home. This is such a cool new RV. I did a video over on the RV Miles YouTube channel that runs down Win Winnebago's new product launch uh, live stream that they just did the other day. It was like an hour and a half long uh, product launch where they talked about a lot of new stuff, including a brand new from the ground up class A diesel pusher. Uh, but the big news was really the the Echo. The Echo is, it's technically a class C, but it kind of... Uh, it's like if a class C and a class B had a baby. Yeah, it, it, and it kind of sort of brings like... BC all the great things you love about different types of motorhomes and brings them together. It, it's not built to be pretty. It's like they listen to RVers and put what they want in it instead of what would sell quickly because somebody looked at it and thought it was cool. Um, so it's packed with storage. It, 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 you know, it takes up about the footprint of a parking space, yet it still has 50 gallon water storage. And, it's we don't even have 50 <laughs> gallons of fresh water storage. It has 480 watts of solar. It has it's it's so well insulated that the front door is even like three inch thick insulated. So when you close it, you're in a really well insulated cabin. All the tanks are above floor level. So they're actually within the heated cabin with you. Hold the phone. I got to go back for a second. Okay. Did you say 480 watts? Because it seems like all we've been seeing is everyone just putting these pathetic little 100 yeah. watt panels on. And Winnebago was like, here, hold my solar beer. I'm going to show you how it's done. Yeah, it's a. And I mean, that's huge to me. That's that's so needed. It's a legitimate solar system. It comes with standard lithium batteries. Uh, lots of awesome features. It's got an outdoor kitchen. How many camper vans have a built-in outdoor kitchen? Man, if it was just you and me, we would be in that in a oh, heartbeat. We boom. I wouldn't even think twice about yeah, it. It legit all weather camper van. I mean, yeah. it's got two. Two 20-pound propane tanks, also very rare to have on something that small. Lots of lots of fantastic features, and it's it's also still pretty nice inside. Yeah, it's pretty slamming. I, can you tell we're really excited about this? <laughs> <laughs> you know what's on our wish list this year? <laughs> uh, so check out, uh, check out that video that I did on YouTube uh, covering uh, all the different stuff that Winnebago launched, but including the, the Echo. It's pretty special. So it's getting a little dark here in yeah. the RV Miles roaming podcast studio, which <laughs> is our first time actually doing our podcast in here. It's also called a clam. <laughs> we bought a clam so that we can actually start doing our podcasts because, you know, we're doing so many more videos now. We actually need to create some kind of like mobile studio 
but we didn't get this started until late late. in the afternoon. And now, you know, it's dark now at like 225 in the afternoon. (laughs) So now we're sitting here in the dark. All right. Well, then let's wrap this up with a brain teaser. Let's do it. Okay. This one you you pulled up. So Uh I'm seeing this fresh. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Fresh eyes. Always old, sometimes new, never sad, sometimes blue, never empty, sometimes full, never pushing, always pulling. What am I? What is it, Jason? I have no earthly idea. Yeah. But we'll give you the answer next week on the RV Miles podcast. (laughs) Yes, we will. And hey, as always, if you are enjoying the RV Miles podcast, would you please do us a favor and head over to Apple Podcast and leave a five-star review for the podcast. That just gets us in front of a whole new audience. Please come over and join the RV Miles Facebook group. That is the best way to interact with Jason and I and to get to know the RV Miles community. Of course, we are all across social media. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. And if you want to reach us directly, maybe you've got a suggestion for a future topic. Just go to editor at rvmiles.com. And that is where you will find both Jason and I. Until next week, thank you so much for listening. We are thankful for you. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. When we come back with our next episode, it will be our thankful episode. But let's just say it now. We're thankful for you. Please stay safe. Please wear your mask and keep logging those RV miles. Bye, everybody. He just hit my hand. Sorry. Like, that was the saddest little goodbye. (laughs) Bye, everyone. Bye, everybody. (laughs) 